Hello, Lisa. Hello, Diana. Welcome to Should We, a conversation with friends about the everyday choices that make us. This episode is the last one of season two. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though? We actually recorded a lot of the season like a while ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. August, September, October. Yeah. So we have a little space from that. And our question for today is, should we make plans? So I thought we could start by talking about the plans we made <laughs> half a year ago <laughs> and how it went. How do you feel about the plans we made? I mean, it's been great. <laughs> you know, last May, June, we asked the question, should we actually try? And we raised a bunch of money from a bunch of friends to make season two great. And it's been great. It's been what I hoped it would be. And all the questions we were asking ourselves about, will it make it worse? Will it take out the fun? Uh, have not come to pass. It, they, it, it is still really, really fun. It is a lot more work, though. Yeah. I mean, those were like fake questions. Right. <laughs> Remember when we made the Kickstarter and we were like, what should we put in the risks and challenges? Like, oh, maybe it won't be great yeah. if we actually try. Maybe we'll be perfectionistic about <laughs> it. Our greatest weakness. <laughs> that was like that stupid answer in an interview. Like, what's your greatest weakness? Oh, I just am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work too hard. No, uh, I shouldn't say it's stupid, but you know. Yeah. That is fake answer. Fake-o, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we kind of knew what the answer would be, but we did it. Like, earlier this week I couldn't fall asleep, and so I started listening to the beginnings and endings of Should We episodes, which I, I do quite a lot, just because I like the theme music. I'm like, we're a real podcast now. Um, <laughs> and so I was doing that, and then I was like, huh, what was season one like? So I went back and listened to a few episodes, and you know what? They were not so bad. <laughs> they were really good. And I think that's just because we love ourselves. We love ourselves, <laughs> and we love each other. But, you know, like, they were good. They were good conversations. It was good content. Is it better now? Totally. And I feel so happy that we got to welcome new friends into our conversations this season. That's been super fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been great all along and I just want to keep doing it. (laughs) You started to say that it's been a lot of work and that's very true. I remember like the first set of plans as we were coming up with the Kickstarter and the timeline and everything. There were a lot of plans that were like, and we published season two by June 2016. And then it was like, and we published season two by September 1st, 2016. And then... We just, in the Kickstarter, we're like, let's just give ourselves, like, ah, we'll just, like, put end of year, but, like, we don't mean it. Mm -hmm. But, like, that happened. Yeah. We need it. (laughs) We we were hustling in the final few weeks of December. I was like, I really want to keep this promise for as many people as possible. Yeah. And, Diana... I'm really glad I have you as a partner in this project because no way would I have met those deadlines. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I would have given myself further out deadlines, like a whole year. 
And then I wouldn't have met the, not that I don't keep my deadlines. It's just if I'm only accountable to mm-hmm. me, then I would have been like, I'm just like, oh, nudge it out a little more and a little more. But you're very good at keeping your promises. <laughs> well, yes, it's very important to me. But you were talking about the deadlines we set for ourselves and how they got, uh, our internal deadlines got later and later. And I remember writing several emails that were like, I will be disappointed if we don't have the first episode out by end of August. <laughs> like, we didn't publish our first episode till November. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then we just kept retroactively making meaning of it. Like, oh, this is going to be like the Thanksgiving start, you know? <laughs> just, <laughs> so I, I think that reflecting on the past six or seven months, My answer to the question, should we make plans, is yes, we should make the plans and we should be flexible about them. Yeah. Having in mind why it was important at every point was really helpful. Like, I wanted to get the season out the door because I was so excited about it and... I just wanted to start publishing the episodes we'd already been recording. So that actually helped. We we started recording episodes pretty early in the process and stashed a bunch of them before we published any. And they were burning a hole in my pocket, you know? Like, I just couldn't believe people hadn't gotten to hear them yet. Mm-hmm. So it made it feel a lot more urgent. It is. I've found it's really hard to do that responsible thing of building up a backlog of whatever it is you're going to publish so that you you have time and you're not always living episode to episode. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I always struggled with that when I kept a blog where I felt like, oh, I wish I I were so consistent. I publish every day. And the best way to do that is to have some in the hopper, Mm -hmm. you know? But then I just love that immediate gratification of like make something share it make something share it yeah and we ended up publishing the first episode of the season the same day we recorded it (laughs) (laughs) we just added one in there partly for that thrill of the new yeah Um, and we're doing that at the end too yeah right exactly so I guess we can't really escape it but I will say that having other professionals in the mix like our editor Yosh has created more accountability there because he's not going to do it by pulling an all-nighter. You know, like, that's not realistic to ask for. So I'm able to, like, through my consideration for other people, front-load effort so that, you know, things can sequence correctly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a new experience for me in creative projects. Mm-hmm. Well, should we look ahead to... The next we season. can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves because we love planning. Yeah, we love the us. future. Oh, the future is always so exciting to think about. I mean, usually. <laughs> well, with our podcast. With the, our podcast. The future yeah. is always so exciting to think about. And we had a summit in January. We're really big on summits. We've had three or four. They always involve post-its and metallic pens. And like just the two of us. Yeah. Summit equals two people. And we filled up a huge wall of post-its with our dreams. We have big dreams. There were categories of dreams. There were so many dreams. Whole categories even beyond podcast. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. We went beyond podcast. 
We went empire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's got to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's always, that's been the plan, like, since summer when we met Celeste and Rob from Math Times Joy. That was the first time we really admitted that we wanted to build an empire. I feel like in this latest summit, we really got very concrete. We got plans. We got dates. We have a lot of ideas. It's so crazy thinking back to that episode that was maybe called Should We Go Big or something? Mm-hmm. Because because we were deciding, like, should we add a zero to our Kickstarter <laughs> campaign? Should we ask for $10,000 instead of 1000 You sprung that on me <laughs> as while we were recording, and I almost had heart palpitations. It sounded like going so big. And we used up that money, and we did all our things. We did all our things. So now I'm like, let's go even bigger. Yeah. I mean, we have to. Yeah. Now we know that that big is possible, so might as well see how much bigger we could go. Yeah, I'm not stopping till we find the limit, till we crash and burn. Till we crash and burn. <laughs> We're going to go out in the fury. <laughs> uh, what kinds of things do we have in mind? Well, should we, like, say things we have in mind really i mean we can't keep it from them now right yeah okay so there's a thing i'm really excited about i'll I'll sketch out some of the aspects it's a thing which involves people coming together in real life and it actually gets back to our roots we began should we with the question what should we write about Mm -hmm. and this is kind of A starting point for a day in which people come together to figure out what they want to say and then how they want to say it. Yes, I'm so excited about that too. The two of us participated in a writing circle last year, six people, and it was wonderful. It was a 12, 14-week experience where We all supported each other in getting our message out. And we spent, you know, some sessions together figuring out what that message could be. And then a lot of the time in between kind of making bids to go big, like telling each other I'm going to do this thing by this time and then celebrating once we'd actually done it. And amazing things happened. Everybody published some pretty brave things and... One of the members of the circle became like a correspondent. Yeah, basically a celebrity. Shout out to Katie. Um, So, (laughs) so it was uh, it was amazing, and you know we had that experience together, and we really want should we to be the thing that brings that to more people. Mm -hmm. And the thing that. I discovered through that writing group was that I actually like podcasting more than writing. <laughs> I mean, or I find it like way easier and I still get the same kind of gratification. That's not to say I don't want to keep writing. I still want to keep writing. It's just hard and that's fine. I can still make other stuff while I procrastinate and feel guilty about not writing. Yeah, right. Exactly. You can uh, arbitrage guilt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can work around it. There's other ways to say stuff. Yeah, totally. And, you know, every medium has its 
strengths and opportunities. And sometimes just a fresh medium that you don't identify with makes all the difference. Like I grew up identifying as a writer. No wonder it's super hard for me to write because it feels so personal. Podcasting, I have no illusions that that's my, you know, <laughs> deepest medium. I just really like sitting in a room with you talking and then yeah. publishing that. Well, that makes me think of this story in Brene Brown's book, Rising Strong, where she talks about the writing of that book. And she says, you know, with her previous books, writing it was so hard. And so she sat down and was like, okay, how can I make it not so hard this time? What, how, what could I do to make the writing process actually feel easy and more like other stuff I like to do? And she arranged this situation where she gets a bunch of people together and re- like rents a house or something for a while. And the whole thing is just talking, but like quietly somehow she's like being transcribed or something. Uh-huh telling stories and it's just like a group conversation that she's able to make into a book pretty easily and I think about that all the time when I think about our podcast like this is to me accomplishing something really similar to what I would do in writing but a million times easier it's so easy it's so easy it's not lonely and uh Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So I want to be able to kind of facilitate other people having potentially revelations like that. Just, I mean, I also have felt like the obstacle to writing is often I just don't know where to begin. I don't really know what I want to say. But I think through the writing circle and then through doing this podcast with you, I've realized like you can figure out something to say like pretty quickly with like a little bit of structure. So much of it is about having a believing mirror. Julia Cameron uses the phrase believing mirror in the artist's way books to define like a friend to your creativity. It's not someone who, you know, cheerleads every single thing you say, but it's somebody who will reflect back the resonant pieces and say, that's resonant, you know, that I believe in you. And We've been that for each other since we were college roommates. And so I feel like that's really a shortcut to feeling brave to be in a room together speaking and reflecting back each other's deepest truths. So we have that. And I've seen other people develop that with strangers in the right setting. You know, if you create a really warm space where people are invited to be courageous in the truths they're telling and then see that reflected back in a believing way, that can be life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of the things I'm most excited for from our 2017 planning. What are you most excited about? I just want to meet more people. I had this epiphany (laughs) a few weekends ago. I messaged you. I was like, what if other people aren't a distraction but the point? (laughs) I felt in that moment that I really wanted to affirm you, but I also was like, I don't get it. I still feel like the other people. I mean, I like being alone, but go ahead. Yeah, I also love being alone, and I could really stand to be alone more often right now, but... You know, I was thinking about the difference I want to make in the world. And it's 
about people. You know, it's about uh, seeing more people step into speaking up and just being real. And that's what I'm pursuing through coach training. And that's what I hope happens when people listen to episodes of Should We? Making a difference to other people requires other people to be involved. And I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that, especially when I think about the incredible conversations We've had this season with people who were, in some cases, really close old friends. And in some cases, people I'd never met before we entered the recording studio together, like your former coach, Jane. I'd never spoken to Jane before the day we recorded that episode. And she really blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And, And, you know, we'll always have that conversation and creating a space where we can dive into deep conversations effortlessly is so wow. It's so wow. And I want more of that. I just don't want mm, small talk. Yeah. I really like to meet each other's friends. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do more of that in the next season. So, well, the other thing, I don't know if we've said this explicitly yet, but there's going to be another season. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's happening. Obviously, season three, we don't even need to ask a question about it. But I'm really excited to meet more people, too, to meet your friends. Or they're not all friends necessarily, but people you wish to invite into this space and people I wish to invite into this space and people we both wish to invite (laughs) into this space, one of whom we hope to incorporate um, a lot into season three, and she lives very far away, but we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. No ambition too big for Should We 2017. Yeah. And you're you're going to love her too. Oh, All you'll you love her. listeners out there. You'll love her. I also realized that I want to say something about being excited about listeners. And then I was like, oh, I can't say that. That's like such a cheap ploy. But You know, something that's truly been uh, meaningful for me lately, Lisa and I keep a Love Notes channel in our Slack team. Oh, yeah. We got your Love Notes. We get your Love Notes. We save them. make us. Yeah, we scroll back through them when we need pick-me-up. And something that's happened recently is that we've started getting Love Notes in the form of tweets from people we've never met. People we don't know. Ah. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Really. There was a while where every time there was someone I didn't know, I was like, oh, Diana probably Ah. knows them. But now, like, we really have total strangers. I love it. I love it. We'll cross-check and be like, do you know this person? Do you know this person? So all of you out there who don't actually know us, Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, what's been also really meaningful to me lately is when people, um, our good friend, friend of the podcast, Kate Houston, uh, will recommend, should we, whenever someone in her feed asks for podcast recommendations. And I saw that go down last week and the person like listened to it and liked it. And that was great. You know, like we love Should We. We would make it just for us. Like I listen to it all the time when I need to <laughs> feel happy. 
Um, but it's great to know that other people are loving it too. And mm-hmm. uh, it means a lot to us when you share it. So thank you for doing that. And thank you, Kate. It really does. Every love note is a gift that keeps on giving because we save it and keep on reading it <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> you know, another thing I'm really excited about is this, the stories we want to tell in season three. We would like to have conversations with people who start things and people who help people start things and then a whole other different set of people. (laughs) I don't know how to, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, well, the season needs to unfold on its own. Like, yeah. we're making dreams more than plans right now, or at least we're dreams. sharing our dreams with you. And then we have a bunch of plans behind the scenes. But season two taught us that sometimes they change. So, <laughs> Yeah, full disclosure, season three is not yet made at all. <laughs> it doesn't exist, but it really exists in our minds. It really exists in our minds. Yeah, I really love where we're going with it. We're going to go deeper on individual themes and really, you know, beyond the loose theme of friendship and getting real together and having playful conversations about life choices, we're also going to like really investigate, investigate topic areas, investigate power, tell secrets. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to get really, really real. Yeah. Tell secrets was one of the principles that came out of our summit and I really like it. That's what I want to do. Secrets with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Secrets that that we have discovered on each of our paths <clears throat> that other people should know. We need to bring more light to the subtle, dark, quiet things that exist on the edges of our lives. That made me think of a conversation I had yesterday with a friend of a friend who was like, I'm interested in getting into product management, but people keep saying that I need like product sense. And she was like, what is product sense? And I said some words and then her brow was knitted. And so I was like, what does this sound right to you? And she was like, it really just sounds not different from being thoughtful in general. <laughs> yeah, what even is that? What I even hear is that it? all the time too. <laughs> yeah, well, what I concluded with her and was able to like reflect back and totally believe is that product thinking is a combination of being perceptive and like egotistical. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting because I feel like that's a perfect example of one of those vague things that is sometimes used to like keep women out yeah, or keep people who are not in the majority out where you can be, wave your hand and be like product sense. And if in fact it means being a little bit egotistical, we know from many studies that egotistical is not often accepted in women. So then you have this catch-22. I need to be a little bit egotistical to have product sense, but also I might get judged for being egotistical. Yeah, well, it's horrible because basically you just have to spew opinions all the time until you figure out what people really think and then use that to get smarter (laughs) and then just progressively keep spewing until when you spew, it's from with the benefit of a lifetime 
of like spew back. And, <laughs> you know, the art of spewing gracefully is a tricky one. But like the secret there is <laughs> you can always anchor it in a customer need. <laughs> That's the secret. And yeah. like, do I believe it when I say this is what customers are asking for? Yeah, because I spend a lot of my time talking with customers and listening to customers. That has to be real. But I also have to spew statements to figure out how much I can get away with. And getting away with it is really just about being a fire starter, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like a there's an ego-driven way to be a fire starter, and there's like a purposeful way to be a fire starter. And I just try to be purposeful, but I'm still going to be a fire starter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is a great example of the type of secret that we kind of want to unpack. We need to define things that are really vague and hand-wavy and important. For example, starting things or progressing in a career or getting a certain kind of job. And we won't just talk about work. That's just what's on the top of my head right now because it's a weekday. (laughs) (laughs) So we asked, should we make plans? And we do have one plan that I'm excited and a little nervous to share with people. We're not doing another Kickstarter, uh, at least not yet. But we want should we to last for a long time, maybe forever. Uh, This is no longer an experiment. It's also not a forever project for all of you who know my No More Forever Projects philosophy, but it's like ongoing. I would say it's indefinite in, in that we're definitely doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so anyway, that's like that's what we want to do. And on the suggestion of a friend of ours, are going to do a Patreon. Yes. And that Patreon is born out of the question, should we get paid? <laughs> What do you think, Diana? Should we get paid for doing this podcast? Yeah. I mean, I want people to want to pay for it. I want to make something so great that people are invested in seeing it continue. And I want to make it no matter what. Like, it does a lot for me. And coming around to the idea that this was worth investing in personally because it adds so much to my life was, like, really calming because... I was terrified by the thought of losing it from my daily life, uh, from my weekly life as an ongoing project and outlet. And I want to bring people along the journey with us. Mm -hmm. So I think all of that's to say, should you support pledge to our Patreon out of fear that (laughs) should be disappearing or out of obligation? No. No, definitely not. But you should still pledge to how what do you say can you explain patreon (laughs) i mean i can you explain it for me and our listeners yes 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 patreon is about supporting ongoing creativity so the way it works is unlike a kickstarter which is a big bang um and you know i interned at kickstarter for a summer i love it i loved it from the very beginning i think that there are certain things that won't be brought into the world without a big bang and having a you know a ticking clock counting down to the end of a project all or nothing all of that raises the stakes for creativity in a way that inspires commitment and effort and we hustled so hard to <laughs> make last year's <laughs> kickstarter happen and yeah. there were times when it felt like it wouldn't so thank you to everyone who made it happen but it was really like a it was a big bang it was an explosive amount of effort and it's been 
like a lot of effort ever since to deliver on the promises we made to backers. That effort has been a joy. Like it, it's been such an honor. And I just like meditate in gratitude for all the people who supported us every time we're like weaving friendship bracelets or like packaging stickers. Like it's been really fun. And after doing all those things, I feel very sure that making the podcast is the thing that I'm most interested in doing more <laughs> of. And so Patreon is a way to pledge and say every time this creator, or in our case, creative duo, puts out a new piece of whatever it is that they do, I'll kick in some money. I'll kick in X dollars. I'll kick in one dollar. I'll kick in two dollars. I'll kick in five dollars. I'll kick in a hundred dollars. I'll kick in a hundred dollars, a million dollars. But the way it works is like in units of creative output. And mm -hmm. so it's designed to create this incentive for just like producing and publishing more yeah. on the creator's part. And the creator knows that they have a set of people who have their backs. Like as long as they keep creating more, there are people whose bank accounts will kick in a little bit more as you go along. So Diana, I love this because I'm really motivated by getting paid, mm -hmm. first of all. And second of all, I think what our listeners should understand is that you and I are going to keep talking with each other all the time, no matter what. You know, they don't have to support our Patreon to make that happen. Possibly we would keep talking to each other and record it. Because that's got to be so fun, too. But the extra effort and resources it takes to record professionally at the level of quality we want to be at and to bring other voices in and make sure they have a chance to be edited so that they their voices can be presented in their best light and to keep pushing harder to look for those those secrets that we want to tell and to keep thinking bigger and bigger. That's what supporting the Patreon is about. Yeah. And I hope you do. You know, I, I would love to see love notes in the form of pledges for us to keep doing what we're doing. And I also can't wait to keep doing this, keep having these conversations no matter what. Yeah. So... In order to find the Patreon, you can go to shouldwe.co slash pay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, I guess we'll have like a little break between season two and season three, but not that much. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, it'll be about as short as we can make it because we want to get back to it. Yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait. Should you tune in next season? We'll leave it to you. Well, we have so many people to thank for season two, season two of Should We? I know. First of all, obviously our Kickstarter backers. Thank you to each and every one of you. And thank you to Celeste and Rob from Math Times Joy for our identity, which we still love to bits. Yeah, and it's growing with us. Yeah. And thank you to the band Canada for our theme song, Hey Garland. And thank you to Louisa and Natalie and Yosh for supporting our journey to make this sound great. Each of them played such an important role at points along that journey, and uh, we've learned a ton from their careful ears and their care for us. And thank you, Faultline Studios, which is where we record. And thank you, Lisa. 
Oh, thank you, Diana. Ha, 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 ha.